for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello, I'm John Smizer, and it's good to be with you again. Today we're looking at Exodus 26. And in Exodus 26, we are told about the um, understanding of the covering of the uh, tabernacle. Now, we're going to look at the passage in just a minute. We're going to hear it read to us. And I want you to think about some of the most beautiful houses you've ever seen. I want you to think about the buildings that have beautiful ornamentation that people have been drawn to. There's a uh, town in uh, Barcelona or uh, uh, an architect that his name is Gaudi and he's famous for some of the most unique designs and, and there, you look at them on the outside and you just understand that they are uh, so different from everything else that's built. There's also been those homes that I look at and I look on the outside and they're very plain and not much to it, but you go inside and it's magnificent. That's inside is what's the very special part of it. Now, I didn't go into the Gaudi Cathedral in Barcelona, uh, but I have understood that it's just a magnificent piece of art. But today we're going to be looking at the tabernacle and how is it designed? What does it look like on the outside? What are, what are the things that uh, make it up? Uh, what, what would be the most visible thing uh, people approaching it would see? And we want to understand how do these things all point to the person of Jesus Christ? Because that's the Old Testament guiding us to and foreshadowing the person of Jesus Christ. Won't you join me? Let's listen today for the passage being read. Exodus chapter 26 verses 1 through 14. Make the tabernacle with ten curtains of finely twisted linen and blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, with cherubim woven into them by a skilled worker. All the curtains are to be the same size, 28 cubits long and 4 cubits wide. Join five of the curtains together and do the same with the other five. Make loops of blue material along the edge of the end curtain in one set and do the same with the end curtain in the other set. Make 50 loops on one curtain and 50 loops on the end curtain of the other set with the loops opposite each other. Then make 50 gold clasps and use them to fasten the curtains together so that the tabernacle is a unit. Make curtains of goat hair for the tent over the tabernacle, 11 altogether. All 11 curtains are to be the same size, 30 cubits long and 4 cubits wide. Join five of the curtains together into one set and the other six into another set. Fold the sixth curtain double at the front of the tent. Make 50 loops along the edge of the end curtain in one set and also along the edge of the end curtain in the other set. 
Then make 50 bronze clasps and put them in the loops to fasten the tent together as a unit. As for the additional length of the tent curtains, the half curtain that is left over is to hang down at the rear of the tabernacle. The tent curtains will be a cubit longer on both sides. What is left will hang over the sides of the tabernacle so as to cover it. Make for the tent a covering of ram skins dyed red, and over that a covering of the other durable leather. Tuesday, June 15th. It draws our attention here in Exodus 26. The opening verse here uh, really catches my attention. It speaks here in verse 1. It says, Make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twisted linen, blue and purple and scarlet yarn, with cherubim woven into them by a skilled worker. When I read that, my mind immediately goes to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1. It's verse 14. And the Word, the word became flesh and dwelt among us or made his dwelling place, that he tabernacled with us, speaking of Jesus Christ. Now, as we have heard today, as we have read, we hear the many coverings and the many pieces of cloth and things, but from the outer appearance, there's a white curtain around it, but, but the tabernacle itself is rather plain. That takes me to the passage in Philippians chapter 2 where Christ being in the very form of, of God did not grasp but he became as a human. Uh, you've often seen pictures possibly painted, beautiful portraits of who Jesus Christ might have been. But in truth, um, we're told that he was like everyone else. And, and the historians of that time, some of them gave us physical uh, descriptions that he had auburn hair, but he, he was not in appearance outwardly uh, much to look at. But there were a few moments in his ministry, particularly when he took Peter, James, and John up onto the uh, Mount of Transfiguration where uh, where Elijah and Moses met with them. And there they saw the glory of God, this outer exterior part that didn't seem to be anything really very special. He was a, a common Eastern type person, but his glory was that inward part. And that's what the tabernacle is depicting to us. It's giving us an understanding that uh, Christ are, is portrayed in all of these elements that lead into and ultimately to the Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Covenant will be set. But, but there's the idea of the, the tabernacle was something that was moved from place to place. In fact, it was there with them for 40 years in the wilderness. And until Solomon built the, the temple, his temple, that magnificent edifice, this uh, cloth uh, 
skin kind of tabernacle, it had journeyed with him all of these years. It was portable. It traveled with him. In that, I'm reminded that Jesus Christ came at the day of Pentecost to be within us, that we would not be having to go to Solomon's temple to find Christ. No, we are the temple of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, it speaks of the that we are the temple of Christ. And, and in ways, I, I would ask you, what, what is God building in you? What, what's happening? What's growing in you? Now, in this first verse also, it's a, it's a beautiful depiction of blue, purple, scarlet yarn. And all of these things were woven together, and they showed the cherubim and, and the, the angels. And the angels were so instrumental in the ministry. In fact, they told Mary. Gabriel came to Mary and, and declared that she would be, she's found favor and she would be the mother of Jesus. The angels ministered to Christ while he was in the wilderness. The angels declared that he's not here, he's alive. So the ministry of the angels, and here that there were going to be cherubim woven in those drapes, and that the uh, atmosphere, the place where Jesus was, would always be attended to by the angels. Now, I don't know if you've ever read a gentleman by the name of Frank Peretti. He speaks about how when the people of God gather at church, that the angels are encircling them, that it's at those points that we can't see uh, what, what's going on in, in the hev heavenly realm, but we recognize that there are the messengers who have come and spoke. Some spoke to Abraham. Some visited Lot. Some came to Daniel. But angels are so very instrumental in the communication of God's truth. And this is what the tabernacle is going to show to all of the people through its uh, development and making. In all of these instructions, uh, Moses is told exactly how to build it, what size to make it, what kind of material to have in it. I'm reminded of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning at about verse 10, where Paul is talking about that he laid a foundation for a building, and, and uh, that foundation is Jesus Christ. But then he said, uh, understand that the people, you and I, the Christian, will build on that foundation with either wood, hay, or stubble, or gold, silver, and precious stones. The question is, each of our uh, living uh, day by day is going to develop our character, and it's going to add to the building of our home, our house. And the question is, are we going to do it with uh, wood, hay, and stubble, something that's just going to be consumed quickly? Or will we use the very most precious stones available? Gold, silver, precious stones. It's in that way that we would be able to live a life that is honoring to God. 
So I pray for you today that you are building, just like the tabernacle, the best house possible in the instructions God has given you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, to you we come. To you, the master craftsman, the master builder, the one who guides us and strengthens us, the one who shows us how we can live a life that is filled with joy and peace and contentment. Not always with the very best, Lord, but in every way, having our every need met. Today, I pray, Lord, that we would follow you more closely than we did yesterday. Thank you, Father, for loving us. In your precious name, amen. Sing your song, let your world go and step in closer.